I'm not talking about childbirth. Something awful is growing within me. I'm a 29-year-old woman named Nancy, and this is my first pregnancy. There was nothing abnormal about our baby's conception. I've lived a normal, middle-class, suburban life. No satanic rituals, no cults, nothing that Hollywood films often imply to be the culprit. I suppose I'd better explain why I'm going to die. 12 weeks. Everybody uses the cliche that pregnancy is no walk in the park, but I knew my symptoms were unusual at the very first ultrasound scan. My husband, Johnny, came with me, and I don't think anything could have prepared us. The baby, much to our horror, had long, spindly arms and legs, and the worst part was the look on Dr. Sampson's face. She was smiling. There was something uncanny about her skin. It seemed oversized and loose-fitting, though that was certainly enough to torten my heart. If she'd looked ordinary, I might have dismissed her jolly reaction as an attempt to put us at ease. Is that... normal? Johnny asked. Every baby is special, the doctor answered, chuckling. Then she leant over my belly, inaudibly mouthing something to the baby. I cast wide eyes at my husband, silently begging for him to save me. Johnny opened his mouth, but the doctor lifted her head before he could speak. Perfectly healthy and happy, she said. Dr. Sampson's smiling face followed us as we walked out of the room. We chalked it up to a weird experience, a weird screen glitch, a weird doctor, and a weird day. I wish I'd trusted my fearful instincts. 21 weeks. My husband and I hoped for a slightly more normal picture from my second scan, but Dr. Sampson showed us something even more unnerving. The baby seemed too well-formed for 20 weeks. I suddenly realised my late-night cramps and pains hadn't been normal at all. The grinding, tearing sensation in my lower abdomen must have been those ghastly, elongated limbs digging away at my innards. I feared the baby would burst my uterus. Perfectly healthy, Dr. Sampson assured me, offering that same unhinged smile. There's something wrong with him, I whimpered, crying. Johnny started to reassure me that Dr. Sampson was a professional, though I knew he shared my terror. He wanted to keep me safe and sane. He's a good man. Is there something wrong with the scanner, perhaps? He asked hopefully. Dr. Sampson giggled. No, it's perfectly fine. I think I want a second opinion, I said. I expected the doctor to refuse, but she persisted with that searing smile. A few days later, my third scan produced a bizarre result. Nothing appeared on the screen. Dr. Horton, my new doctor, sighed somberly. It could be a miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy, a pregnancy outside of the womb. We'll need to conduct tests. I knew I hadn't miscarried. My pain was worsening with every passing day, but no professionals could ascertain what was happening to me, and Dr. Horton couldn't attend my fourth scan. Nobody could get in touch with him, so Dr. Brown took over. Aha! Found your baby! He was just playing hide-and-seek, our new doctor said, laughing. Johnny and I gasped at the screen in terror. Finally, we could see our baby again. In the space of five days, our son had become ginormous. 
His legs were sinking out of view, and his head was filling up my womb. For a brief moment, Dr. Brown rubbed his eyes, and I realised he wasn't wiping the bags beneath them. Like Dr. Sampson, his flesh seemed to loosely cling to his face, but unlike Dr. Sampson, he seemed keen to keep us calm. He might look a little large, but he's healthy, Dr. Brown promised. Perfectly fine. Why does everybody keep saying this is perfectly fine, Johnny asked, finally losing his cool. Something is wrong and... I've seen a pregnancy like this before, Dr. Brown interjected, smiling. I promise you that nothing is wrong with your son. He's just a fast grower. 32 weeks. We went for scans at different hospitals, but nothing showed up on scanners or results. As far as anybody could tell me, I wasn't pregnant. One terrible night at 3am, I started to think they might be right. I woke to find myself in a state of sleep paralysis. My lips couldn't open and my limbs wouldn't budge, so I wasn't able to wake Johnny. Beyond my control, however, my grinding, painful limbs pulled my body out of bed. I could feel something within my body, like a secondary skeleton, puppeteering my paralysed form towards the ensuite bathroom. I stood before the mirror, trembling in disbelief at my sagging skin, horrified that the thing might burst free and tear me to shreds. My lips, still firmly pressed together, began to curl upwards. It was the same smile that I'd seen on Dr. Sampson's face. 38 weeks. We saw Dr. Brown yesterday. A late emergency scan revealed something, but we couldn't even see a baby anymore. Just an indistinguishable mass that filled my womb. It might have been part of my baby's fully grown torso. Perfectly fine, Dr. Brown said, smiling horribly. As we left the hospital in a dazed state of terror, Johnny and I bumped into Dr. Sampson, and the deranged doctor gripped my arm, leaning towards me. Not long now until you walk with us, Takra, she giggled into my ear, presumably speaking to my baby, and you'll do perfectly fine. This petrifying pregnancy finally makes sense. The relentless aches in my joints, the ever-drooping bags under my eyes, the throbbing sensation in my head, it feels as if something wants to worm its way in there, pancaking my brain against the inside of my skull, replacing it with something else. I'm not going to give birth in two weeks, am I? Takra is going to fill my body and wear my skin like a glove, and I'll become one of the loose-fleshed people. Thank you guys, ghouls, and girls for watching. Please feel free to connect with me on my Discord server, and if you want to watch me live, check out my Twitch channel. I am very active on both platforms and even have scheduled streams. I would absolutely love to see you there. Links to my other social media platforms are in the description below. Stay, 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 stay.